T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get on line and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We do have a couple links on there about VPNs and how to uh, try to surf more privately. Um, a couple articles that are really good that kind of explain the, kind of the problems. Um, Ars, there's an Ars Technica article that talked about kind of it being a pinky swear that they won't tell anybody where you're going. Um, you know, they, there's a it just there's no silver bullet when you're on the internet. You are digitally connected to where you're going. You're leaving a digital fingerprint. Um, so, you know, yes, a lot of internet companies um, want to sell where you're going because they want to try to figure out, you know, your likes and dislikes and then market to you somehow. But uh, a lot of people want to be more private about where they're surfing. So let's go on to uh, Dan in Plainville who remembers what Freedom Fries are about. What was it about, Dan? I can't remember. Dan, you there? Ah, oh, Dan. Did he go away? Yeah, yeah. What, what are Freedom Fries? Hey, I forgot about Freedom Fries. What were they all about? Okay. Um, not sure exactly uh, what decade, but I think it was in the 90s. Yeah. The United States wanted to fly military planes through French airspace to do a strike. Oh. And the French said no. Gotcha. So they so went. As a, result, as a result, the airplane, the, the fighters had to fly around France, refuel, yeah. extended the mission, and it. Um, I remember going to the Berlin Fair that year and Berlin Fire Department selling Freedom Prize. <laughs> so we had a little uh, anti-French sentiment at the time. There we go. All right. Now we love the French. Well, it depends on the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just thought I'd pass on some info. Thanks, Dan. All right. All right. Take it easy. Yeah. According to uh, Wikipedia, yeah. it was a political euphemism for French fries by the United States that came into prominence in 2003 when the Republican chairman of the Carlson House Committee on House Administration, Bob Ney, renamed the menu in three congressional cafeterias <laughs> in response to France's opposition to the proposed invasion of Iraq. Oh, that's what it was about. Okay. Right. Had to do with the military. I don't know. Yeah. So So what are we going to do with this Kaspersky thing? We've got to call it something. I mean, obviously, it makes sense to not have Russian software on your government, government computers, but we've got to yeah. call it something. We need something catchy. I mean, Freedom Fries doesn't quite roll off your tongue there. But we need something like that for this whole Russian uh, antivirus thing. Let's go on to Joe in Berlin. Hey, Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hey, uh, a while back you were talking about uh, setting up a connection, I think, with your brother-in-law so that you could do backups to his uh, computer and vice yeah. versa. Yes, sir. And you were waiting, you were trying to get it through committee. Well, I think I got it through my committee here, but I don't have a clue as <laughs> how to how do to it. Get this whole, yeah. Okay, so you you went you went out and got two of the Western Digital MyCloud oh. NASs. 
No, no, we ha- I haven't done anything. Okay. I've not done a thing. I'm just, uh, what do I need to do? You need, well, you need to go out and pick up two of those Western Digital MyCloud NAS devices. Okay. All right. These are, uh, we can put some links on Computer Talk for some examples. Get okay. one for you and one for him. Okay. And you're going to configure your computer to back up to your NAS, and he's going to configure his computer to back up to his NAS, and then okay. you're going to configure each NAS to back up to the other one as a synchronization. Ah, okay. And the the NAS itself is going to give you the ability to do those configurations. Um, uh, it's got tools that allow for that connection to be to be had. Uh, fairly simply, you shouldn't even need a VPN tunnel between the two of you. Um, from what I understand, it, the software, uh, the, the the piece in the in the cloud allows for that connection to be made between your NAS and his NAS. Oh, okay, okay. So it's kind of uh, simple to do, and uh, it gives you a, a free offsite backup. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. This is something that, and I, and I don't. Uh, maybe I'm paranoid, but I don't. <laughs> I don't want to leave anything up in the cloud. Right. Uh, no, I don't think you're paranoid. I mean, people don't realize what they put up in the cloud, and all, before they know it, all their naked nudies are out there on the uh, uh, on the Apple iCloud. I mean, they had no idea they were doing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows what you're putting up there? Yeah, well, I just, just you know, personal finances and stuff like that. I just don't want right. to push my luck, that's all. I believe okay. it. Okay, well, if it's that, if that's easy, uh, Western Digital My Cloud, okay? Yeah, we'll put it up there for you, Joe. Uh, I would appreciate that. Thank you. You got it. And keep up the good work. We're trying. Okay. Right, bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, the reason it's called MyCloud is because it's your hardware that you can get to at your home. I believe in the private clouds. Yeah. So we'll put a link up there for those devices, and uh, they're pretty good. Um, let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Dave in Berlin next. Hey, Dave. Yeah, hey there. So listen, I wanted to uh, get my computer and home phone connected uh, to the internet through a wireless connection because I'm kind of tired with my old copper and you're tired of it choices really tired of why it. why is it, is it bothering you yeah oh boy the service is so slow and so many issues so I went down to Verizon and I bought their latest greatest device oh which connects the computer and the home phone wirelessly now to the internet and yes. it works great okay except except I'm trying to set it up with open dns mm. and that's not seeming to work because if i if i do the settings in windows 10 to yeah. put in the, the settings for that yeah and then i run the little test after doing the install it says well no you're still not connected yeah so how should i approach that so hmm so i've never dealt with trying to set up a wireless connection this way um mm-hmm. but you should be able to there are a lot of access points that give you a WAN connection, or I should say routers that give you a WAN connection. So I'm thinking you can connect your Verizon. Is it Verizon or AT&T? It's Verizon. Verizon. So you're gonna, you should be able to connect your Verizon cellular modem to a firewall that you then control. Right now you're connected to them through their own firewall, and they probably are overriding your IP settings or something is going on there, not allowing mm-hmm. your traffic to flow the way you want it to. So you need something mm-hmm. in between. So... You may want to check with the Verizon folks. They may not be that helpful in how to connect this Verizon modem to a, a local firewall that then you control. 
Okay, so the idea would be purchase my own firewall and use yes. the settings on that. Correct, and that way you're okay. connecting the, the the modem to that firewall. There's your internet, and your gateway is that new firewall. There should be a way to do that. Is there a cat? Is there a cat five Ethernet connection off of that modem they gave you? Yes, there is. Oh, now I'm onto something. So that's the yeah. way I would do it. It's kind of a nice thing. It has a cat five connection, and you can also plug in your old landline phone to it, and you can you know get all your services you know through the LTE you know directly through that. How much um my problem. How many uh is there a limit on your how many gigabytes you can use in a month? I think I think I've got 10 10 gigs. Huh? It's not used for anything really other than surfing. Yeah. You know, for an elderly person so it's plenty. Yeah. That is plenty. That's, that sounds good. So yeah, that's why I do it, Dave. There, there might be a way to get around it on the local machine where you force the DNS settings on the local machine, but you've already tried that, right? You've already yeah, put, right, yeah. Right. That's what I tried in Windows 10, right? Yeah, so it's it's you're still going back out through them, so they're saying you're not really using their services. So yeah. put a firewall in the middle, okay, and then that should serve up the local DNS, and that should take care of it. All right, very good. Thanks so much. You got it, Dave. Bye bye. Yeah, so he's tired of. The landline copper broadband. He went, he went cellular. Got to be careful with that, guys, though. If you're going to use cellular broadband, they hit you by the gigabyte. I mean, five of us on our phones, I've got it to a point where we share four gigabytes of data. Five people, myself, my wife, and three boys, share five gigabytes. We've never gone over. I know you guys don't believe me, but it's true. Easy to do. You can configure your phones to not do that. But they really want you to go over, right? Because they make a lot of money on those overage charges. So uh, you can configure those. You can configure turning by just turning off the background data on your phones on every app. And tell it to not update in background. You'll tremendously reduce your your gigabit your the the junk stuff that you're doing over the internet that you had no idea you were doing um, because the app wanted to update over over uh, background data and just randomly um take a break right here matt we're gonna step up for a break quick break jack in middletown hang on three lines open for you 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC we'll be right back when i was six years old i broke my leg and we are back this is computer talk we're gonna be here till 11 o'clock and uh bill you're the indexing issue we've got some stuff we're putting up there for you from our tab techs of uh, dealing with it during uh, the week recently with a few clients. Again, it was a Microsoft update on June 27th that caused your indexing issue to occur. And uh, we'll put some links up there for you, Bill, to follow and hopefully correct it. All right, back to your calls. We're going to go to Jack in Middletown next. Hey, Jack, what's up? Hi. Hi. Well, I, I personally do not own a smartphone. Hey, lucky you. <laughs> I'm happy. I, I'm I'm an older geek. Okay. I know I I know tech just enough to be dangerous. All right. We love those kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a good friend on Facebook who who contacts me once in a while about problems. Sure. And she claims that her Android phone was reset by accident. She lost everything. She felt it vibrate in her hand, looked down, had a black screen. Hmm. Now, she says she went to Verizon, and they said, oh, we think we know what happened. When you were backing out of your driveway, the update was ready to install. 
Your connection was lost from the Wi-Fi. The phone crashed. Oh, boy. And, I, and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? How can you possibly reset your phone by accident? She said it. she had it in her last, in her left hand. Yeah. Felt it vibrate. Right. Got a black screen. Yes. And so, she spent two and a half hours with Verizon, and they're giving her this story. I, I, I find this very odd. Okay, so I hear you. I'm with you, Jack. However, um, Android operating systems do update over the air, um, and so they they do do this. And you can, they'll give you a warning depending on the version of Android that you have. It'll say, hey, an update's ready. Would you like to install it, or would you like to schedule the install? Right. It's also supposed to be smart enough to not do an update um, if there's not enough battery power or what have you. So f basically, if you're a geek, it's a firmware update, right? You know what firmware is, right? Yep. So okay. the, the Android operating system, when it updates, it's a firmware update, right? right? And if something goes horribly wrong with a firmware update, what happens to the device, Bob? Oh, boy. <laughs> it gets bricked. Oh, no. Yeah, it gets bricked. Brick meaning it is basically useless. It's just a piece oh, of plastic. Oh, my goodness. A doorstop? Yeah. So somehow she unfortunately had an update occur that went poorly for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe they are right in what they're explaining happened. Uh, maybe oh. she powered something off while it was updating or during the process. She did something oh. by accident while oh. not not realizing it was updating. Well, I might have asked her while she was backing out of the driveway, if do oh. you want to apply this update? But being in a hurry, a lot of times people just say yes. Yeah, right. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so now... If she had the backup, there there are backups that do that can occur on Android and Apple that send your data to the cloud, right? Here's the good thing that could occur here if you're backing up your data and there's something on it that she's lost now. Um, so yeah. if, if she had that configured, her pictures would be up on the Verizon on the cloud. cloud and um, she'd be able it to would download. would be on the Verizon cloud. Right, right. Isn't it a Verizon phone? You said she spent two hours. Uh, uh, that's her, her carrier, yes. Yeah, so there's a Verizon app. That allows for backing up your stuff to the cloud. You have to tell it to do it, but when it, when it, when she logs back in as an Android user, she'll log back in with her Google account, and her apps will be there. And hopefully, if her data was being sent off off site automatically, right. that data would be there. If not, she's out of luck. Right. If she didn't have it configured correctly, or even configured at all. Some people don't. Sometimes, right. no, so some of these cloud providers, again, I, I make the joke about the naked nudies. Some of them turn them on, you know, to save you, right, to prevent this from happening, and they just right. they take your stuff off your phone to protect you from you, and and generally they kind of are if there's stuff on there that you do want to save. Um, yeah. However, they're hoping yeah. you're going to store so much data up there that they get to charge you more and more every month to have it up there. <laughs> so, of course. I think this could have happened, Jack. She had a firmware update that went horribly wrong, bad timing, okay. and her phone could be bricked. But it shouldn't be a big deal to, as long as the backup was there and she's, she logs back in. It should, it should allow them to um, reload the operating system and start over. Oh, on the same phone? I don't know how hard that's going to be, but I would contend they should be able to send that to the manufacturer and get it reloaded on the same phone, worst case. Uh, the manufacturer, I see. But, yeah, what okay. It's bricked. I mean, they took. if you're a geek, you know what I'm talking about, right? That firmware, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's gone. So I've done it myself. Oh, jeez. Not on a phone, but yeah. you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But you and I wouldn't have a, the ability to reload that operating system. We'd have to go to the manufacturer. Okay, so I... Apparently, if I get this correctly, it probably was the update trying to load and something got yep. turned off at the wrong time. Yes. 
Well, I appreciate your help. I guess I was wrong in my opinion. Well, you could still be right, but I think that's what happened. First time. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? But I, I think that's what happened, Jack. Thank you very much. You got it, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. It's a good thing about Android and a bad thing. Um, you know, it updates over the air. I think the iOS with Apple, you have to plug your phone in and do the update manually, right, Bob? Well, it gives you, I get this reminder all the time, and I just say, later, later, later. <laughs> so is it an over-the-air update finally with Apple? Because I know in the old older Apple flavors, you had to plug it into the... Mine doesn't need to be plugged in. I oh, it's could, over I the air now? I could do it right now. I do think it checks for your uh, battery. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it's over the air now with Apple. So they do, they can do the same thing. Let's go on to Nick in Torrington, who's been on the longest. Hey, Nick. Hi. Good morning. Morning. Uh, quick question for you. Yeah. My son gave me a Amazon Dot as a present. I'm reluctant to use it because I have heard so many stories about how the security issue, it could listen in on you. Mm. Any of that true or not? Well, I mean, the Amazon, it, basically you talk to it, right, and say, hey, yeah. order me a pizza. Uh, I would contend there is a security issue there. <laughs> okay, because they say um, security recommended because a lot of it is through your iPhone app mm-hmm. that you could control it. Yeah, and then it says go. It should automatically connect up to security, but for some reason it says use two. Um, is it two MS or so uh, security? Or see, hmm. that's where I was confused because normally if you were in wireless, it would automatically connect up if you type in the password. But for some strange reason, this will not. So you're telling me your dot is not even connecting to your network? It will connect to your network without the security. Oh, well, so that's okay. So the, your network security has to do with attacking you with a man in the middle who wants to listen to your keystrokes uh digitally and try to figure out how to hack you right so now we use you know WPA2 encrypted connections between your computer and the access point to prevent that from occurring right your yeah. Am- your amazon dot is actually listening to you okay so it's like you're putting a microphone in your house right if you right. don't care that you're putting a microphone in your ca- in your house how could you possibly care if it's secure to from that microphone to the internet Right, that is true. So I would, I think that's probably what they're doing there. They just use the lowest common denominator uh, okay. and allow it to connect unsecure. Because who cares if somebody realizes you're ordering a pizza? Well, I keep using pizza, but you're going to order something from Amazon all the time. Hey, you know, order that dishwashing soap again. Um, right. Turn the lights on. Lower the temperature. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's true. But you have heard stories about it where people try to hack in a lot of times and they well, can't listen. Uh, so right, so I don't know how um, how how much to be worried about that I would be, uh, but you have put a microphone in your home. <laughs> that was true. It's so, very true. So you have people that are putting you know pieces of tape over the camera on their laptops, and you know that we all our phones themselves can have their microphones turned on, our smartphones in our pockets. So we have a lot of security problems, Nick. No, it's true. Yeah. But you're the expert. That's why. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't put one in my house, but then again, I'm different. Bob has something in his. TJ's got something in his. A lot of people do. Very true. All right, Nick. All right, well, thank you very much. I you appreciate got it. it. My pleasure. Bye-bye All right, bye-bye. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Are you nervous about your Alexa listening to you? Or Hey Google or Siri? Yeah, Google. Um, 
You know, we all put these things in our pockets these days. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Everything that we've talked about will be posted on computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. It's our website. They'll be either under the live link section or the archived link section. You can go back and look at past show links and uh, even this show's past uh, instant links. Um, we'll also post it to Facebook if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook. The um, This will go to your news feed. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. Uh, the same news articles will be there as well. And again, if anything happens during the week that we think everyone should know about, we'll post um, that information as well. So if there's any kind of IT-related news out there that you should be aware of, we'll, we'll let you know. And speaking of this, this is kind of new. This came out with you know, Amazon. Bob kind of mentioned it in passing, um, Amazon and the Postal Service. It seems as though the Postal Service has been giving Amazon a bit of a discount on shipping packages, like a dollar forty-six or more on packages, because they're miscalculating what they should be charging Amazon. Now, I don't know about you, but I've gone to post offices, and these these folks work hard to make sure that they charge me the right amount of money to ship my package if I'm shipping with the post office. How can you not charge Amazon properly? It's a Wall Street Journal article. Um, a city Citibank uh, analyst has figured this out. Basically, they're getting a dollar forty-six. Amazon is discount. They should be charged a premium. I mean, I've seen U.S. post office guys delivering Amazon packages on Sunday. I don't know how much we, the taxpayers, are paying that guy to deliver stuff on Sunday, but it can't be less than time and a half to work on a Sunday. Um, so why, why the heck would they not charge them properly or charge them a premium to get your Amazon? Stuff. Why are we giving Amazon a discount, guys? I mean, come on, man. This is it goes back to net neutrality again. If, if the post office can't figure out how to ship and and build people properly, how do we think the government's going to do with regulating the internet? I mean, we still we still can't figure out how to judge emissions coming out of cars properly. Still, I mean, we've been paying for emissions tests since I was in high school, which is ways back now, and they still find cheaters cheating. I know cheaters will be cheaters, but man, I guess you're not cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I guess is what the what the uh, the story goes. But the, you're, the government's supposed to regulate this stuff and actually make sure they're not cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why you want regulation, right? If you're not, why do you want the regulation if you're not going to make sure they're well, you agree the right palms and you can do yeah. anything you want. Yeah, but come on, post office, you should be billing the heck out of Amazon. You should be pounding them. Well, that's why Amazon's so successful. <laughs> They're getting a dollar forty-six. Uh, what does it oh. say? We'll put a link up here for him from the Daily Mail. Tesla. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's another one. They get seventy-five hundred dollar uh, subsidy for every eighty thousand dollar car they sell. Ugh, we're doing something wrong, Bob. We, you and I need to figure out how to get in some government business and become get some sort of I don't know kickback from the government the way everybody else does because clearly that's how you do business these days. Let's go to Roy in Farmington. Hey, Roy. Yes. What's going on? I've got a Dell Hybrid. Yeah, okay, that's about 10 years old right there. <laughs> Dell Hybrid, huh? Yeah. But I updated it a couple years ago with a Samsung uh, 850 SSD, 120 gigabit. 
Wow. You put a, a 120 gigabit SSD drive into how old a computer? Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm running, uh, I'm running Windows XP yeah. Pro. Wow. Pro, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying real hard. I, uh, it's running the maximum RAM. Um, yep. Right now, I seem to be running out of hard disk space. It, you know, I went to print something last week. It said low disk space, and I went, "What?" Well, this so is on your on, this is on your 128 SSD, correct? That's where your operating system is. Yes. Okay. You got a problem. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's too small. I know that. Well, yeah. no, it's not. It's not just the size. Windows XP was not designed to understand how an SSD drive works. The geometry okay. is different, um, just how it works. If it were Windows 7 it had, and, and up, they have uh, the uh, utilities built in that knows how, it knows how to recognize and manage an SSD drive. So, for okay, instance... I must, I, must, uh, I must interrupt you. I must apologize. I have an older one. That's running XP. This one is running Windows 7. Oh. I made an error. No, that's fine. Okay, so then that's not the issue. Right. But you, you still are out of space, though, so do you have too much I'm stuff? Still of, I'm still out of space. Well, I've deleted uh, any and all videos. Okay. I've deleted probably seven-eighths of my uh, picture library. Yeah. I mean, just literally deleted it, threw it to the uh, recycle bin, emptied it. Uh, took a vast off of this system uh-huh. because that tends, that tends to take up a lot of room too. Yeah, and uh, closed down indexing on the internet. But each time I go on the internet, it seems to gog- gobble up a couple of uh, bytes of whatever. Okay, so you should, but the internet shouldn't cause this issue. You may have malware doing that, downloading a bunch well, of software. Well, you probably have your cache size on your web browsers are probably set to a gigabyte or more. That could be true. So you can lower the size of your cache. Yeah, but 128 gigs you have. So do you have any kind of other drives, Roy, in that machine? No, I do not. Okay. I mean, I could could probably put a thumb drive on it, but I mean, there's physically no room to put any other drives in this thing. Okay, so you could always add an external hard drive, too, like you said, a thumb drive or just an external USB drive. Um, You need enough space to allow for the, the printing to occur. How much space do you come up with after you do all your cleanup? Uh, 4.22 gigabytes. Four gigs? Yeah. It's not a lot of space. Oh, no. It goes even lower than that. Yeah, so you are running a little tight there. There's something else going on. We do have some tools that we can post for you to see what's consuming all your space, Roy. Um, And you can try to figure it out using this tool to see which directories are too large or what uh, what's consuming the space. The operating system itself is going to consume a big chunk. And then, of course, you could have a, a page file configured too large on the um, drive as well that's consuming a big chunk of space. Um, well, the other thing is temporary files are a big thing right. that you need to get rid of. So oh, I, 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 I already have that set for uh, deleting upon... Uh, closing out the program. It doesn't mean it's uh, going to do that. Okay. you got to search. I have set for zero, zero days of uh, backlog and everything. Well, I that's, tried to type down everything I could. Yeah. But that's fine for your Windows files, but your applications are not run by your operating system. Oh, okay. So you would really want to use one of these utilities. I recommend TreeSize Free or WinDIR Stat. And we'll have uh, links up to those on our website, computertalkwithab.com. 
but that will show you visually what's using your space. And okay. then you can hover over it, see what it is. It'll even show you the uh, directory, uh, the tree. Follow it down, and then you can decide if you want to get rid of stuff. Or you can move it off to a uh, USB drive. Now, my old Asus laptop that was now four or five years old now was right. running on 128 gigabyte SSD with Windows 7 fine for, for for almost five years. It ran all the applications I used. So there could also be something going on here, Roy, with one of your apps that's just so big, like Bob said, it is causing this issue. Or there's some some area on this drive where um, you're using, you got data placed, or it's not fully formatted to be the full 128, was it? Yes, it was. Okay, okay. So something's chewing it up. You should be able to, I mean, you're not going to do a lot with 128 gigs these days. But you should still be able to operate okay. Uh, and the print job you're doing must be immense. No, as a matter of fact. Well, when it gets below a gig, the printer will not print even a simple five-line yeah. word, word document. It just Yeah, there's no headroom. Yeah. yeah, there's no headroom left in the machine with only a gig of space left. Yeah. There's something chewing it all up. So you may have to uninstall some applications. I, I think it's... it's uh temp files myself. Do you? Okay. Well, the the, the the utilities we talked about should give you an idea as to where your stuff is being stored. Great. I will try that. All right, Roy. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Our pleasure. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, 128 gigs. Try to stay away from those small SSD drives these days. I would stick with 256 is the smallest these days for an SSD if you're going to add one to your machine. And it, they're amazing. They really improve the speed. Uh, you'll boot up in seconds. And 256 gigs for most, like, you know, my, my college, I have a second college student now, and that's the, the size of the drive that we got for his laptop. Uh, he should have that for the next four to five years unless he drops it. <laughs> 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 but 128 gigabytes is plenty of space for, for most things these days. All right, we're going to uh, step out for a quick break. We got two lines open 1 800 966 WTIC, 522 WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Thank you guys all for joining us on this Saturday morning. And uh, we're going to go right to your calls. And Paul from Ocala, Florida is back. Hopefully it's not a complaint. Hey, Paul, what's up? Well, I just want to let you know that your uh, resolutions seem to be successful. I pulled the Cat5 cable out of the docking station on the Surface uh, Pro and uh, went wirelessly. And so far in the last whatever how long it's been, yeah. haven't had a single dropout, went to various sites, no interruption. In fact, while you were streaming, or I was streaming, mm -hmm. your uh, program, I kept getting that circle going around and around like it's buffering or something yeah, like that. Yeah. that. That's not happening now. Good. So, so now we know it has something to do with that network connection. So you could always change the cable first, go get a new cable. Maybe there's a problem with the cable into your docking station. Change that okay. out. If that still doesn't solve it, it is a problem with your dock's network connection. Worst case scenario, I just leave it on Wi-Fi. It works. It works. Yeah, very good. Okay, just want right. to let you know, you guys are great. Really glad you're there. <laughs> we're happy to be here for you, Paul. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right. I was worried that we are going to get a complaint. You never know when they call back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Ken and Meriden. Hey, Ken. Hey, Thanks uh, for taking my call. Sure. Um, small problem. Me and my wife are <laughs> we're, we're computer illiterate. That's okay. Uh, my wife can get on the internet with the tablet. 
I, the computer, the heart of the computer is not letting me get on. It's unresponsive. It's telling me, uh, you know, I go through Yahoo and it's telling me it's unresponsive and it's just the circle keeps going around and around and around. Okay. Nothing happens. I called the cable com- company. They said our internet is definitely working. Okay. And you said, I no, beg I to differ. And they said, no, it's working. And they hung up, right? Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot for giving us all that money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now it's working. See you, Ken. And you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you need to get, you know, it's working because your wife's tablet is working. So um, yeah. uh, there's an issue, again, similar to the Paul in Ocala, Florida, right? Your network card. Uh, or your wireless card in your computer is broken or not connecting to your device. Now, what are you using to connect the computer to the internet? Is it over a hard wire or wireless? It's it's uh, hardwired. Okay. The uh, wife tablet is going through the uh, wireless. Okay. Um, I assume you've done the basics like powered it down, rebooted, and that kind of stuff. I, I tried that. Yeah, yeah. I, I powered it down overnight and let it uh, do its thing, like our, our IT guys would tell me to do. So. Would the IT guys tell you to turn it off and let it rest a bit and go yeah, home? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's our cure at uh, work. <laughs> yeah, just turn it off, Ken, and seal it in a couple of hours. You know. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> those guys, IT guys got pretty funny. Um, so there's probably a networking problem. So it could be within – you could do a, a few things, right, Bob, as far as the well, network card? Well, the first thing I would do is, uh, if since you're wired, is look uh, where it plugs into the back of your computer and make sure you have a link light. And if you don't have a link light, you want to make sure you seat that cable in nice and tight and go to the other end where it plugs into your modem or your uh, router or whatever. Make sure that you have a link light wherever that's plugged in. Right. So maybe you're vacuuming and somebody kicked the cable and it's loose and you're not getting that green light. Small chance of anybody doing that here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to comment. I'll get killed if I comment too. So go ahead, Bob. Anything else you want to try? Okay. The next thing you want to do is... I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. Down, <laughs> down, down in your taskbar. Yep. You yep. know you'll have everything that's running, and there should be a little computer or a little a bunch of little lines that indicate that you have wireless. But if there's a little computer going, if you right click on that, you can open your network and sharing center. It says uh, currently connected to network for local and internet. Local and internet. Yes. Ah. So wait a minute here. So you go. What are you using for a browser, Ken? Oh boy, is, uh, is it, uh, Yahoo. Which uh, no, that's just a, a try, website. Try. Is, are you using a little beach ball? Or are you using the fox that's kind of curled up around the blue world? Or are you using the E with the halo over it? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea. When you start, when you want to surf the internet, what do you what do you click on? Is it the oh, beach ball? Uh, uh, do I? Do a oh beach ball. Well, I I click on a Google, which which defers to Yahoo. Well, just, well, the icon is either a beach ball, looks like a little beach ball, or it, so it's a Google beach Chrome. Ball. Yeah, beach ball. You're clicking on a beach ball. Okay, so it's Google Chrome. Yep. Um, have you tried typing in something other than Yahoo? Can you get anywhere else? Can you get to Google? Um, I could try that. Because you're only going to Yahoo for some crazy reason. You're you're a Yahoo fan, right? No, no, I'm not. I, I like Google, Google Chrome, and somehow it said, uh, "Sorry, uh, you're no longer, no longer available to." You. Huh. Uh, well, what I would suggest is if you go down into the lower right hand corner, yep, and 
you find the little icon, you, there's the hidden icons, which is the little upward-facing arrow. And on your little computer there that, that indicates that you're connected, it would yeah. have an X in it if, you're, if you don't have a link. But you open the Network and Sharing Center, and it should tell you right there if you're connected to the Internet. He is. He said he was. Okay. It says currently connected to Network 4, Access, Local, and Internet. Okay, so you've got Internet connectivity. So the next thing I would look, do is click on that, and it'll bring up a little properties box. And you can click on the details and see what your DNS servers are. It's and, connected to a network, network and sharing center. Okay. Uh, and um, about a third of the way down or a quarter of the way down, it should tell you, it should give you a, uh, it'll say access type and connections. And then under connections, uh, if you click on that, it should open a properties box for your network interface card. Right. Sharing and discovery, media sharing? No, it should bring up a status, for instance, if you have... Uh, You're running Windows 10, we're assuming, right, Ken? Uh, I think it's 8. Ah, oh, geez. Not similar. It's but it similar. should still... Uh, if you click... Well... Over on the left side, it should say change adapter settings. And if you go over to the adapters, you should be able to find your uh, Ethernet. Okay. And if you right-click on that, you can choose properties. Would you want to bring them down old school and have them just do the command line stuff? No. Set up a connection or internet or network. That's what it says task network and no, sharing center. No, you, you just want... Uh, I think you're not in the right place. Yeah. Okay. That's hard to... Uh, Let's go old school here. Let's bring them down to the command prompt and have them tell you what the DNS settings are by doing the IP okay. config. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then go down to the start button and type in Charlie Michael David, CMD. Charlie Michael David. Yeah. Now you're at a command prompt, right? Now you're at a black screen with a, with a cursor. If you're not, we're just going to hang up, Ken. We're going to tell you to get off our phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a box. So I'm a, not sure what it is. It's a black box and the, the blinking cursor there. It's called a command prompt. Yeah. No. You don't see that? No. Oh, geez. Start search, it says, right? No, no. If you type in CMD. In that search box. CMD. Charlie Michael David. You didn't type out Charlie Michael David, did you? No. Okay, because we're just going to have to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> CMD, we want to get you to a command prompt. It'll be like a little black icon. It should have like a C prompt in it, and you've got to uh, click on that. Oh, now all of a sudden it gets uh, it, 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 Microsoft XP. Hey, look at you. Oh, boy. So it says command. command, prompt, command. There you go. You did it. All right, go ahead and give him the command so he can figure out his okay, DNS. Okay, just type in ipconfig, all one word, I-P-C-O-N-F-I-G. Where, where am I typing that? Right in? where that cursor is blinking, kid. Yeah, click on that black box so that it's okay. got the focus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we chewed up a whole computer show on this one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> type in ipconfig. I-P-Config. Space forward slash all. Oh, it's actually bringing up. That's okay. 
forward slash all. Yeah, yeah, that's the switch. Hang on, Ken. We're coming. We're running out of show. We're gonna put you on hold. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll try to help Ken out off the air. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live. Thank you, Matt, for producing. And uh, stick around. Doctor Alessi will be up next with Healthy Round, and we'll do our best to help Ken off the air if it's possible. I don't know. We're working hard with that guy. We'll do what we can. Um, we were going to be on vacation for the next two shows. They will be recorded. Uh, so come back and listen to some past shows. We appreciate it for the next two. And uh, have a good summer, guys. See you next time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.